0: Welcome to Back from the Brink. I am Todd Brinker. This is the morning after show for the KCEA morning show Back from the Brink. Or no, from the Brink. On the Brink. On the Brink, from the Brink, Back from the Brink. There's lots of Brink going on here. That's because my last name is Brinker. I will soon be joined by my sister-in-law, also last name Brinker, thus Back from the Brink uh, Aaron will be with us shortly. So, um, all kinds of stuff going on today. Uh, we talked a little bit on the radio show about the fact that, uh, um, uh, Aunt Jemima syrup will be changing its name because people find the name Aunt Jemima offensive, even though it was founded by a freed slave. Um, they should celebrate that I think instead, but, uh, but they're changing their name Lady Antebellum, the country group, is changing their name as well. Apparently they're now going to be Lady A uh, because the time period antebellum, which means before war, might be offensive to somebody. You know, I think that there's bigger fish to fry and that changing some of these names is silly. That's my personal opinion. I think that there's bigger issues, and although certainly there is ingrained racism in a lot of things, um, you know, celebrating a woman who came out of slavery and was able to found a product that is still with us today is something to be celebrated, not to be – run. they shouldn't run away from that history. Um, you know, unless there's more to the history that I'm not aware of, but, uh, you know, and and – Naming your band for a word that means before war, antebellum means before the war, before war, uh, is, again, that in and of itself is silly to change that name. I don't see that to be offensive to somebody. And, frankly, if one person stands up and goes, it's offensive to me, I would tell that one person, suck it up. Um, You know, if thousands and thousands and thousands of people find it offensive, then maybe you should change the name. But their name is not Uh, you know lady antebellum slave owners or something like that it's just lady antebellum and i say get over yourself and get on with life that um you know we've got reform of of how policing is done in america in front of us and that's something we should be focusing on not uh renaming some products that are you know marginally offensive um And again, you know, people can have differing opinions on that. Some people may find it more offensive than I do. I admit I am not an African-American, so I do not have the same perspective that somebody who is might have. Um, um, You know, and with COVID lockdown, I'm not doing my regular Sunday bowling. And so uh, my friends of color, I don't get to see them as often. And so, you know, I can't ask them what their thoughts are on this. So um, but when I can, I will. And we'll move on from there. What else is going on in the world? Let's see. Hey, did you know that starting this coming week, starting on the 22nd, Apple will be doing its first-ever Virtual Worldwide Developers Conference? That's right, a Virtual Worldwide Developers Conference. So we'll see how that goes. I imagine it's going to be strange. I mean, they're going to do their keynote address just like they normally do, which is where they'll talk about what the roadmap is for their technology for the coming year. Um, But it's going to be one of those things where... um, You know, there is no audience, and so the way you deliver it's different. You know, they practice this stuff in on the stage there in the Steve Jobs Theater um, on on the Apple campus, so they practice this stuff every year anyway with minimal audience or no audience. And I wonder if they're going to try to do it with a minimal audience, like if they're going to record it while it's there, but have you know, like people sitting. In not every other seat, because then you'd have rows right with people behind you, but maybe every other seat skipping every other, you know, going on every other row so that they're all separated and keeping space apart from each other and sitting in the audience wearing masks. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off and what they do in order to make it feel uh, not so uncomfortable, like, you know, guys sitting in their houses at home talking to you. Um and still make it seem professional for the developers and provide the the information that they need to provide about what's going on with their their um, products and, and their product roadmap. So um, I always look forward to it being a techie kind of guy. I look forward to this. So we'll see what happens come Monday. But on Sunday, a more important day happens because it's Father's Day. And if you've got a father out there, you should make sure that you give him a call and tell them how much you appreciate the fact that they uh, they fathered you and brought you into this world, and hopefully they were a good parent. Um, we always hear on the news about the, the bad parents, the horrible things that some people who are mentally ill clearly do. And uh, And there are just so many really good dads out there, just amazingly good dads. I was blessed to have an amazing dad um, whom I appreciate and is still with us. And so I, um, I don't wait till Father's Day to talk to him, but I'll definitely talk to him on Father's Day and see how he's doing. And, uh, um, you know, if you, if you know a dad, give him a virtual hug, reach out, call him, you know, you don't have to wait till Sunday, but on Sunday, it would be nice, uh, to, uh, Talk to some dads that you know and tell them how much you appreciate the job it is of being a dad and doing it right, doing it well. Because there's lots of people out there, lots of dads out there who uh, who work hard every day to be good fathers, good parents, and uh, nice to give them an attaboy, you know. We gave moms their attaboy. Uh, uh, month or so ago, and uh, now it's dad's turn. I guess it was two months ago. So, uh, so, hug a dad. Um, Aaron, like I said, will be with us shortly. Let's see what else is going on in the world. What's going on? You know, the uh, North Koreans are really banging a drum right now, and you wonder if it's a lot of hullabaloo that they need to do to kind of shore up Uh, things on the home front or are they um, really feeling the need to put some pressure on the South what's changed today from, you know, five months ago or a year ago or 10 years ago, really, um, in terms of the relationship there that makes them feel like now they have to kick up their, um, their level of rhetoric and threats and, and name calling i mean it's it, it translates i'm sure that in in their language the things that they're saying have diff- a slightly different connotation and meaning but um uh you know re- the the north having their politicians refer to the south as mongrel dogs is um i mean almost laughable and and silly and and yet um, i'm pretty sure that's what they uh that's what they did. Let's see. Um, I'm showing that I missed a call from Erin. So let me see if I can call her back. Well, says she's not available. So maybe I did no music call. I don't know. Hi there, Erin. How are you? Hey, Todd. Did you try calling in and not make it through to me?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Okay, I, I, I thought did. I saw a little like little blue dot pop up saying that I had missed a call, so I tried calling you, but I, it yeah. never rang at my end.
1: So I was the problem is is that I was outside the radio station and but the Wi Fi link the Wi Fi um, was really weak uh-huh. and and so it was trying to decide how it wanted to connect to the internet and so I had to wait till I moved got a, further away from the building. Right, so you're not able to the Wi
0: Fi. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. Makes sense. So, that explain it. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, any breaking news since uh, we got off the air on KCAA? Mm,
0: News has not broken in the last, you know, moment or two that I can see. Uh, I was just talking about, you know, it's funny that, you know, I'm sure in the Korean language calling somebody a mongrel dog is probably, doesn't sound quite as silly as it does when you translate it to English. You know, well, it's like a, a politician calling somebody a mongrel dog. You listen to that, and you go, "Like, really? That's what you got?" Well,
1: but but some cultures are hyper hyperbolic, right? So yeah. if you, especially like Middle Eastern cultures, you see them using language that is similar to that pretty yeah. often, yeah.
0: Um,
1: because it's it is a it's in in our perspective, and of course, I'm, I'm talking from an American perspective. Um, it that's 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 hyperbolic and kind of.
0: Yeah, you know, well, like that's we the don't yeah, talk like that. yeah. That's but, the point I was making is that you yes. know when it translates to English, it comes off sounding a little goofy. Um, um, <laughs> but I'm sure that within their context, uh, it, it you know it it probably has a much sharper, intense, um, yes, exactly. uh, uh, meaning to it. But uh, yeah, some things just don't translate literally very well. You know that you need a a figurative description, really. Um, yes. But yes. uh, and you know, and I was just kind of wondering aloud. You know, what is the the end game? Why is why is North Korea stepping things up right now? Is it because they feel the need to posture politically within the country in order to to satisfy and stabilize their army uh, and generals, or is it something that has changed that they feel like they they have an advantage that they want to press against the South right now? It's just you know, it's hard to understand what the um, motivations are, you know, for well, blowing up a building and, and posturing against the mongrel dogs.
1: Kim Jong-un has been largely out of the public eye for some time now. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, maybe it's that, maybe it's, you know, that the sister is moving into place to, to kind of rule and um, she wants people to know that she's serious, deadly serious, and mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I don't know, I can't I can't imagine that the that the activists ballooning over um, uh, the, the memory sticks, you know, the flash drives. And, I can't believe that that just started. I imagine that's probably or yeah. something similar has been happening for a while. But they're using this as an excuse to go after people.
0: Yeah. Well, so, that's the point I, I was making. Is yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out like what has changed recently, and. Um, you know and i think yeah like you said the one thing that there has been is that we haven't really seen a whole lot of of her brother and uh you know he is the titular head of the country and if if you know the video that we they saw of him there was excuse me no way of knowing you know after he disappeared for a while there was a video of him like going through a factory and they said oh see he's fine but there's no way of knowing if that was an old video or not, and whether or not yeah. he really is fine and like you said this may be her trying to establish that that uh, she is the the subsequent leader uh whether he is ill or already gone she may be you know trying to set herself up and you know remember when he first took power and when his father had taken power, one of the first things they did was blow things up and kill people who they thought might be in opposition to them so yes um you know that very well could be going on right now is uh you know blowing things up and and getting ready of any um people who might be trying to compete with them for the the or for her with the lead of the country um it's just hard to say when when they're such a closed off society and the um the the Way they seem to find out who's going to be leading the country is who's got the strongest arm, right?
1: Yes. Well, yes, and, and which member of the or the Kim family, rather, right. um, is uh, you know because yeah. they believe their 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 the Kim family is like godlike status there. They have godlike yeah. status there.
0: Yeah. Which is but they've killed off each other. I mean, when one comes to power, they tend to kill off brothers and uncles and cousins and you know. Anybody who yeah. has a chance to to displace them,
1: uh, Kim Jong Un. Actually, there's a, and I don't know if this actually happened, but the the rumor is is that he fed his uncle to dogs. That's how yeah. he killed him. Yeah. You know, they know that I know that the uncle is dead. Um, you know, the, the method of of um, of the execution, I'm not so sure about, but the the rumor is is that he was fed to dogs. Yeah. Which is, oh my God, that's medieval.
0: Yeah, that's right out of Game of Thrones. That's
1: Ramsey
0: Bolton. Yeah, or Game of Thrones. Right, was, took t- took it from him. Who knows? You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know right? which came first there the uh, the story or the or the rumor. Yeah, yeah. Hor- horrible, horrible, horrible. Either way. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I'm happy to not be living there. You know. No kidding. I'm happy to be yeah. living in a place where if something's not right, people can point it out that it's not right. That we, you know, I mean, a lot of people are upset by the protests in the street. I'm actually happy to see the protests in the street, as long as they're not violent and, and basically turning into thugs and stealing. Um, the idea of saying, hey, you know, there's a segment of our society that's not being treated right. Let's fix that. And that's great. Proud so to be an been, American.
1: Have you been paying attention to what's happening up in Seattle? I think we've talked about it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, so um, they peripherally. have.
1: They have. They have a warlord up there now, and I forgot the guy's name, um, and I don't want to give him any more fame anyway, but he, uh, you know, they've, they've handed out weapons to people, they've put together a de facto police force, they've, I mean, it's seriously like Lord yeah, of the Flies yeah, up there. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: you mentioned Lord of the Flies before, so.
1: It's, it's crazy, but it's predictable. I mean, if you have an area that's a no-go zone for the police, you know, this is what happens. Somebody fills that vacuum, and they do it in a way that is that is not fair where there are not rules where there, you know, it's just the whim of the guy who has the biggest gun. And um, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know why this the the state of Washington is allowing this to take place. The mayor has power, right? They control the police force, but the governor controls the national guard. I think they need to put this rebellion down and now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarro. We have an
1: armed insurrection in the United States right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some armed individuals are running uh, the entry points as checkpoints into the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Crazy, right? I mean, and there are, this is downtown. People have shops there. People live there.
0: Yeah. Say. Now, this is interesting. I wasn't aware of this. Washington is an open-carry state, and their constitutional right to bear arms is there. But there's no legal right for those arms to be used to intimidate the community members. No. Can you, can you imagine if you just happen to live within the realm of the area these guys have decided they're taking over? You know, because essentially there is no um, property rights in this space anymore because, you know, if, if the— the warlord or those who have the guns decide we're going to take over this space. Then they're going to take over this space.
1: Yeah, and now they're demanding, um, uh, or they have been demanding, that people give money to them. So you know they become tax collectors. Uh, but it, honestly, it's under our law because they don't—they're not a tax collecting body. They're extorting money like any organized crime unit would do.
0: Yeah, Governor Jay Inslee has said that although unpermitted we should remember that there, we're still in a pandemic and the area is largely peaceful.
1: Oh, you've got to be kidding me. That's, because that's what he's... people are walking around with heavy weaponry. Imagine that this happened in Georgia with a bunch of rednecks. Yeah. Seriously. That the, the, the people would be losing their minds and they should be losing their minds now.
0: Yeah. One protester identified only as Rooks said, it's nothing aggressive or violent. Nothing like that. We don't come out here for any of that. We All we wanted was is what is equal and what is right yeah oh, you've got to be kidding tell that to the guy who's or, or the the family that's you know like hiding in their house afraid to go out because there's people marching in the streets with guns
1: and the police uh-huh. have abandoned the area yeah at the behest of the mayor i mean oh my god
0: yeah i don't know uh it seems it seems like um again you know i support protesting this is not protesting anymore this is armed insurrection, or armed insurrection
1: yes it yeah. is it is armed insurrection they have they have taken the capital i mean i i just the capital of, of the state of washington you gotta be freaking kidding me so i i don't know why we're putting up with this yeah. Uh, I don't know why the, the taxpayers and the voters in the state of Washington are putting up with this progressive or no, this can't end well. Yeah. It's not like these, these guys are going to give up their power and go home.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. You're right. This is, I mean, they're not going to just go, okay, well, we made our point. Let's all go back home and we're done with this. Um, this is, uh, one way or another, this is going to end badly. It's just, you know, what's going to happen. And it's, it's. I hope, hope, hope that they can find a way to have a conversation with somebody who has stepped up in charge. I mean, you know, the the news media is saying city officials have not interacted with them because they still aren't sure who's who to talk to even. Um, but as you said, there's apparently somebody who's established themselves as the the boss. Um, yes. And hopefully they'll be able to start having conversations with those people and say, "Look, let's get your people to go home before, before we we before the decision's taken away from us, and somebody further up the line at the state level or, or heaven forbid, the federal level starts sending in troops to say, you know, cut it out because that won't go well." I,
1: yeah, I I yeah, it won't it won't end well. Um, and uh, I I. I'm, I'm scared. I'm not scared. I'm, I'm frustrated. And, um, I guess I have some fear about what, about this precedent, you know, that, that anybody who, you know, they're going to, they're going to use the, that, the, that the elected officials are going to use, um uh, that COVID-19 as an excuse not to do their jobs, um, is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, um, you know, get in there and do your job, State of Washington. You have access to the National Guard. Move those people out, because the people who pay, pay taxes downtown, who live downtown, pay property taxes. They have jobs to do. They can't do their jobs because yeah. it's you know this country that 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 you know Chaz or whatever the heck they're calling it. Um, you know these people have de- you know declared an autonomous zone, whatever the heck that means. You know you can't do this. You can't take a city and secede from the union.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Let's let's pray that cooler heads will prevail and they find a peaceful way to um, to disperse and move on and, you know, continue to protest, continue to point out things that are that are uh, wrong and unfair. But but uh, you can't like you said, you can't take over a chunk of the city and just say we're not part of you anymore.
1: It reminds me of what happened a few years ago at Evergreen State University, which is also in washington. do you do you, did you hear about evergreen state?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it is a it a pretty progressive um, uh, institution, state college in uh, the state of Washington. Um, the students it started out with uh, there used to be a day without a minority, and the minorities in the school, which is a, a substantial population, would stay home. On that particular day, so that uh, people could see that if we weren't here, you would miss us. You would notice. You wouldn't. Life would not be the same, and it, and it would be a negative. And so, um, they do this. They've been doing this every year for quite a while. And and I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Um, the students wanted to flip that, so it became a day without a white person. And so they wanted to force the the, the people of color on the campus wanted to wanted so that that white people. We're not allowed to come to work. We're not allowed to come to come to the campus. Um, and one of the professors, uh, an evolutionary biology professor, um, and I've forgotten his name. He stood up and said, "No, I'm going to come to work. That's that's what I do." Um, and he is a very pro- he was a very very progressive uh, man. So he, you know, it's not like he wasn't an ally to to their cause. Mm-hmm. But it it it's it, it so enraged people that that he decided that he was going to come to work and that he thought it was a bad idea to force people to stay home. It's one thing if you say. I'm um, I'm not I'm going to stay home because I'm as a form of protest. It's another thing to say you're going to stay home as a form of protest. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's one
0: thing to encourage participation. It's another to tell people what they can and can't do. I mean, The the very rights and freedoms that you're arguing for are you're you're withholding from somebody else because of the color of their skin. That's racism.
1: Yes, it is. So, um, the students were up in arms and they decided to take over the school, including, um, they essentially kidnapped the president of the university and he was held, I mean, in his office, but these, the kids took over the campus and it was a big to do. Um, this happened in May, 2017. The, bio, the evolutionary biology professor is Brett Weinstein, cause I brought it up and, um, uh, he lost his job. He was labeled as a racist and a white supremacist, but he's a deeply progressive individual. So if you see him, like he's got a, uh, a YouTube channel and, um, uh, you can see that he's not, he's not a white supremacist at all. Not even, not even close. Um, uh, so they,
0: he should have sued if, because he was victim of racism. He was being told he couldn't come to work because he was black. He wasn't black. Yes. That's racism. Yes.
1: So Evergreen um, Universities, uh, and this went on for weeks, Evergreen Universities' uh, enrollment in the fall of 2018 plummeted. Plummeted. Plummeted, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, these these students were allowed to, to behave like idiots. Um, so in, in May of 2018, to prepare for the drop in enrollment, they had to cut $6 million out of their budget Um, That's about 10 percent at the time. They laid off 20 faculty and staff um, as well as not filling 19 vacant staff positions. So this whole autonomous zone, this is an indication of what it's going to do to downtown Seattle, to property values, to and and not only downtown, but but all of Seattle. Um, You know, would you want to live in a place where, you know, your elected officials aren't going to take care of you? Heck, No, not going to do the job they were hired to do. Nope. They're going to, you know, I, I, this is going to be so negative for the people who live and pay taxes in this area.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And I mean, we have an example in the state of Washington about how rational people reacted and it's not good. I mean, if I lived in Washington, I'd be really upset.
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's when you allow yourself to become embroiled in too much silo thinking of one side or another or of any direction or any any area when you when you when you you know tunnel vision your your um inputs then your your thought processes become polluted by the lack of diversity in your thought yes and and too often this happens you know um you know, your uh, well-intended motions become bizarrely out of whack when you, when you, you know, are complaining about lacks of freedoms and you and you imprison people to make your point. When you, you know, are complaining about, um, uh, you know, whatever the subject you pick the subject when you're when you're protesting anything, and and then you basically betray the ideals that you're that you're demonstrating for in order to try to make your point then you have become that which you are protesting against you know um when you are complaining about racism and you tell somebody that because of their race they cannot come into this space you've become a racist exactly you know and you and you need to be people need to try to be self-aware enough to be cognizant of those those things happening and sometimes it's not easy to do but uh you know listen and And, and talk to the world around you
1: (laughs) Exactly. And here's the thing. I mean, if the day without a minority, which is really what kicked all of that off at Evergreen State, um, if if that had run its course and it no longer was relevant because, you know, people got the message, then, then, then sunset that. You don't have to turn it or flip it on its head and make it uh, make it a negative thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, it's a, Evergreen state is a, was a very, and still is, I'm sure a very progressive campus, a very safe campus for people who had left-leaning ideals. It was, you know um, Mm -hmm. it sounded like a really positive environment for the students that were there. And so you know, it, it is it is in it's indicative of how quickly mob mob mentality takes hold. Yeah. Um and this this negative groupthink takes hold.
0: Well, and the damage they did to the school, I mean taking away this place where they could go to educate themselves because because of that that groupthink, you know, it's Yes. It's, the, the, think about the end result of your actions, and and if you start walking down a path that's going to ultimately be bad for you and everybody around you, then you know put the brakes on. Yeah, moly. You know, you you don't have to live and die by the idea that you had as an eighteen year old. You know, thank goodness. Yep,
1: thank goodness. Oh my gosh. So I have to tell a funny story, a really funny story. Apparently, this is in Austria. Um, <laughs> a guy was fined for farting with full intent. <laughs> farting. A man in Vienna has been fined $565 for breaking wind loudly in front of the police, a move that Austrian capital police force was at pains to defend on Tuesday.
0: <laughs> Intestinal wind.
1: Test to win. <laughs> what, they felt
0: that that was him making social commentary about the police?
1: <laughs> yes, evidently, evidently. So the, yeah. the, the newspaper, the Österreich, which means the Austria, um, uh, reported, uh, that first reported that the, the fine stemmed from an incident on June 5th and that the offender was fined for offending public decency. Um, and of <laughs> course, no one is reported for accidentally letting one go. Apparently he pointed it at him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you turn around and aim your fanny at somebody and let go. You know, it's like the suspect found at his own cost that members of the city police force prefer not to be farted at. News at 11. Back to you, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, so the, he so, was sitting in a park bench and the police approached and uh, he said he looked, uh, apparently he looked at the officers, apparently intentionally released a massive intestinal wind in the immediate vicinity of the officers. I'm like, okay. The police
1: department said, our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much.
0: Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like anybody does. You know, but boy, they, they charged him 500 euros, 560 bucks that, that, uh. I wonder if he fought that, whether that would stand up. It's like, come on, people. I, I don't
1: know. I'm not sure about Austrian law, but that's Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's funny. God. Be careful where you fart, people.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: As you enter the country, they should have signs of, you know, this is a no-fart zone. It's an autonomous fart-free zone.
1: <laughs> no beans are sold... Beans, broccoli, or cabbage are sold yeah, anywhere near it. Buy
0: your beano here. <laughs> <laughs> holy moly oh god yeah.
1: so um any tech news todd
0: yeah i yeah, know i saw you asking about that earlier um you know i mean there's there's always stuff going on but i think we're still sort of seeing the um the covid lull happening um other than monday on the 22nd monday apple begins its worldwide developers conference and they're doing it virtually so it'll be interesting to see how that comes off the thing that a lot of people pay attention to is the—I mean—the developers obviously like a lot of it, and it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to put developers in contact with the people who do the the, the development. But a lot of people wait for the um, the keynote presentation on the first day of the conference to kind of see what the roadmap is for technology for Apple and being the largest, you know, company in the world based on their. Um, uh, their uh, outstanding worth of stock, Apple is uh, you know a, a big player in the world of technology, and so um, you know there 's a lot of people waiting to see what 's going to happen there there 's rumors that they will uh, announce their switch from intel based computers to their own arm based computers, um, their a chips, which is what they use in their phones and their iPads that they 're going to switch their Macs over to those same or, or same family of processors, probably not the exact same processors but that, excuse me, remains to be seen. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm curious to see how they pull off the, um, the, the keynote. Like, are they just going to have people, you know, sitting in their houses, or are the people who doing, are doing the presentations going to come to the Apple campus and use the Steve Jobs Theater like they always do, and then maybe have a, you know, scattering of people in the audience uh, socially distanced properly so that they are at least presenting to somebody real, while we watch it online so that it's not, you know, because it's got to be weird to stand up on stage and do a presentation to nobody.
1: Yeah, it, you know? it, yes. And I, yet,
0: I, I you, know know. They, you know they, they practice it that way, though, although I've heard that they also bring employees in and have them sit there, um, you know, even when they're practicing so that they have an audience.
1: So I wonder if, um, you know, you know how on Zoom you can add backgrounds if you're sitting in front of a green screen? Oh, right. Um, so they might do the apple um the, the the stage area on a on a green screen behind the keynote speaker
0: they might they might honestly though i've heard that that um as things have loosened up in california some people are coming back to their office there at their campus their big spaceship campus uh in cupertino and that um i would be a bit surprised if they if they do their presentation in their in their theater because it's on campus they have complete control over who comes and goes Um, you know, and so they'll have minimal number of people there. And so it might not be as, as fancy as it normally is, but the whole background of the thing is giant, super high, high res screens so they can project whatever they want behind them. I would suspect that they, they're going to, you know, I mean, it's basically set up as a studio to do streaming of of events. So it seems to me like that's probably where they're going to do it anyway, at least for the keynote.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You know, and whether or not they have a smattering of people in the audience, or they just do it like they would uh, when they're practicing without having anybody there, uh, remains to be seen. But I know they play for you know they play for an applause at certain times. They're they're clearly like, you know, and our technology is the best phone ever, you know, kind of thing. And then they they wait for the to all come in, you know. And, uh, and, but, but, you know, if they have, if say, I mean, the theater seats 3000 people, so, you know, say they have, you know, 300 people spread around in there, that's going to sound pretty lame when the 300 people go, yeah. yeah you know, so that might be a backfire on them. Maybe they better, better off just having nobody there. I don't know. Or having
1: a laugh track or not a laugh track, yeah. but a clap track. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have, have a, have a applause piped in. Right. <laughs> Woohoo. They can do like they did with motocross, except instead of having little pictures of people, they'll set an iPad out in every chair and have somebody, uh, you know, watching via FaceTime, uh, and you can see their faces all out there. So there's, it looks like there's people out there. They're all just virtually there. Oh,
1: that's that would be. Oh, that'd be weird.
0: It would be really that would weird. Be really weird. You know, but if they, if if there was ever a company that had the technology to do something that like that, they could. But I suspect they probably had that conversation and and somebody said exactly what you did. Is that would be really weird. <laughs> it would be
1: weird I mean maybe that's where things are going, but that would be really weird yeah. it would be yeah. so um you know. you know there's i don't know if you've noticed there's lots more stories coming up about people um what now that we're out and about there' have been these protests that covid cases are going are are increasing yeah. which is not at all surprising yeah um, we're
0: about hundred and seventeen thousand deaths now in the country
1: so um uh but you know i i it'll be interesting to watch if um uh, if the number of deaths continues to rise, because I suspect that people, cause now we know it's there, right. And the people who should be, um, socially distancing themselves, like, you know, people, uh, you know, older people, people who are, have compromised immunities, if they're still staying in, we may see, still see more cases, but fewer deaths. Do you know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, it's, it's, and, and, and maybe that's the, that's the new normal until, um, Real treatment is found or real, you know, or vaccine is found. Well,
0: it's funny because yesterday in my running around between um, smog places and uh, mechanics and uh, the AAA, uh, you know, automobile club to get my my sticker for my car. um, I saw the gamut of some people walking around with no face coverings at all other places i mean at triple a they only allow a certain number of people in they have little dots on the floor throughout the building you have to stand on a dot when you come in if you're not on a dot they've got people monitoring you saying sir could you please step back onto your dot like when you step up to the counter and they've got the counter and completely wrapped in 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 plastic so the person on the other side you basically have a little slot to hand your paperwork through to them and then after you do that that's not enough then they want you to step back like six or seven feet so you you hand your paper through the slot and then you step back and shout at the person to tell them what you want because they're behind plastic and and i mean they were like super on top of it and then some of the places you know had people walking around just talking to you so
1: isn't that interesting
0: yeah I mean, you're so i everything. i
1: have not worn my mask when i'm walking like exercising yeah um uh but i um uh i have worn it when we've gone like if i go to a store Yeah. Um, Or a restaurant that I wear my mask because, you know, if nothing else, um, uh, it it tells the people around me that they don't have to worry that I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Because
0: for Mm -hmm. some
1: people seeing uh, they get distressed if they see somebody without a mask.
0: The grocery stores closest to us. The two that I go to the most both still have signs up saying that, you know, if you come in, please wear a mask. Um, I notice they're not enforcing it because there are uh, maybe one in 10 people that I've seen in the store not wearing a mask but most everybody is still wearing a mask in the store.
1: Yeah. Just so. wear a mask. Yeah. You know, I hate them too. They're not comfortable. Um, you know, the, th- the yeah. thicker ones, um, mine is not double light It's just a fabric mask, but the thicker ones, um, uh, it, uh, it, I can't breathe in it because mm-hmm. it's a time of year where I have a lot of congestion. I have allergies and I have asthma. And so I put that on and it just, it kind of freaks me out. I'm not going to lie. It freaks me out. Yeah. Um, And so I wear the the simple fabric mask.
0: um, I've seen a lot of people like wearing it over their mouth, but their nose sticking out.
1: Well, that kind of defeats the purpose.
0: Yeah. Although it does, you know, if they're talking, keeps any spit and stuff from spraying. So that's true. It saves that. And at least one person that I saw doing that was also a cashier and they were standing behind a plastic, you know, sheet plastic. So, I mean, okay, fine. If they're going to, you know. If they're going to pollute anything, it's going to be the the keys on their register. So I guess if their shift changes, the next person should come in and wipe it all down before they open up. Right. Uh, I wonder how much of that's done. Have you noticed that, like in the grocery stores, they took all of their little um, um, card processing machines and wrapped them in plastic? Yes. The plastic is all looking pretty rotten and tattered because they haven't changed the plastic. So what was the point of that?
1: Absolutely none. It's done literally nothing.
0: Yeah, because it's like everybody's touching the same stupid plastic, and it's now been there for three months, and it's looking like garbage. And, you know, it's like, take the plastic off every night and put fresh plastic on it. Otherwise, why are you bothering? Don't do it. Or, here's a thought, put a
1: little can of Lysol there, and after everybody ask people to to spray it down after they've used it. I'm sure most people would do that.
0: Yeah, just except spray probably, it real quick. they'd probably spray it and and enough would go in between the pins that it would, you know, like fry the thing. I mean, with the be, plastic on. Oh, yeah, with the, with the plastic right. on. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, but you still have to change the plastic. When you've got holes in the plastic, people, it's time to swap out the plastic. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, to me, that's as silly as the antebellum thing that we talked about earlier. It's like there's yeah. certain things that you just do. It's like, we're, you know, would we... Would the world stop going through the motions and actually do something that means something? Dang it, you know, wrapping something in plastic and then leaving the plastic there for three months is not protecting me from the guy in front of me having touched it.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, not at all. So what was the point of that whole effort? Just just rip the dumb plastic off and wipe down your, your gear every once in a while, and we'll all be better off than putting plastic on it and then never touching it and saying, well, or, we're good, we wrapped it in plastic. <laughs>
1: have hands on it, hands hand on sanitizer Sanitizer. there and say before you touch the key the keypad make them use the hand sanitizer and Mm -hmm. then touch the keypad yeah problem solved
0: yeah i noticed day before yesterday i was at at uh, our local albertson's and they had uh sanitizer pumps in different places in the store like over by the pharmacy and stuff where you could just squeeze a little out and wipe it on your hands and they had lots of sanitizer in stock which was um first time i've seen that since all of this happened um I think I had shared. I ordered some sanitizer from a local place over in Santa Ana called Suavecito. Oh, yeah, uh, you did share that. Yeah, men's hair care products. And uh, they switched over to making um, hand sanitizers because a lot of the same uh, raw materials go into that. And so they said, hey, we got this stuff sitting around. So they were able to bring back half of their 80 employees and say, "Hey, guys, we can get you some back to work and we can do something that that'll help out. Let's just we just change our product line slightly for a while. Um, uh, the only thing they had to do was wait on some labels. They had to get some labels printed up that were you know, there are certain requirements that you got to put on things that say, you know, this is poison, don't drink it." Uh, <laughs> and uh, as if it's not obvious, but yes, these days you have to put that on the label. And, uh, yeah, so I have some Suavecito hand sanitizer. And awesome. And I'm now on their mailing list, and they are um, now going back to producing some of their other stuff, too. So they're just letting people know that, hey, if you like the hand sanitizer, we also make nice hair care products and beard products. And uh, So and have you local. bought any of those? I am not yet. Um, I am not in need of any hair care products or beard care products at this time, but... When I run low, I might try some of their stuff because, again, it's nice to support somebody local. And I like the story about the three guys who founded the company. And and I like their their quick about face when they realize that, hey, we could make hand sanitizer. And it's something that people are needing right now. And just seemed like a a cool setup. So, yeah, I'd like to support them if their products work for me. So I will do that.
1: So, yeah. So we are about out of time.
0: Besides, I like just saying suavecito. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use i use suavecito it'd be nice if i could go even lower but i don't have a suavecito i use the suavecito but yes anyway we're out of time uh thank you all for joining us i'm todd brinker
1: i'm Aaron brinker
0: have a wonderful day
1: and we'll see you tomorrow